You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. NFL free agency has begun with the legal tampering period. We'll call it the negotiation time there. So really, the deals are starting to come fast and furious here as we expected. As you can agree to terms, just not sign the contract. So we use the term sign unofficially here, but... Barring a, a J.D. McKissick situation where there's a change of heart or a different thing that happens late, which rarely does, these players are on new teams. And the biggest moves that came down really starting uh, mid-afternoon with the Aaron Rodgers watch there, the Raiders moved on. They saw Derek Carr sign with the Saints officially. They are replacing Derek Carr with Jimmy Garoppolo, so... Josh McDaniels taps back into his Patriots days, digs a little deeper into the past. Garoppolo hasn't been a Patriot since 2017 when he was traded at the deadline. But looks like there was a strong impression left by Garoppolo in that offense where Josh McDaniels maybe wasn't happy with Derek Carr's execution. No wonder they went to Jared Stitham late in the season. By the way, Stitham signs with the Broncos to be Russell Wilson's backup. So the Raiders had no quarterbacks there except for Chase Garbers until they agreed to a deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. And on the early part of the negotiation period, day two, they had Jacoby Myers. So another McDaniels tie-in. This one a little bit more recent. Myers has been an excellent undrafted free agent for the Patriots. Started to come on as more fantasy wide receiver three relevancy last year without him. And now he gets reunited with McDaniels as well in Las Vegas. So the Raiders uh, made some moves there. So two former Patriots following McDaniels to the Raiders with some solid deals here. They didn't go crazy on either player here three for 67.5 million for Garoppolo that's pretty reasonable when you get a quarterback for under 30 million a season that you think is going to start game significantly at least be a bridge for a potential rookie quarterback that the Raiders could take at number seven overall and you also had the addition of Myers here Mac Hollins and Keelan Cole being free agents behind Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro so Another surrogate there for McDaniels, knowing the offense there to help Adams and Renfro, and of course, Darren Waller. So we'll have the fallout for all these moves. Look at the potential value of Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Myers individually here in fantasy for 2023 as they are new Raiders. And then look at the fallout for the other offensive skill players, what we can expect, and then catch you up on some other notable moves there related to offense with skilled players and linemen. So we'll get all that for you on today's show. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's start with where Jimmy Garoppolo stands here and what his impact could be on the other key Raiders he inherits, uh, including Myers. So Jimmy Garoppolo has not ever been a guy that we trust for QB1 numbers. Last two years, he finished as average 
QB 20 and QB 18, so pretty steady there. Part of it is the 49ers are a big rushing team. They score a lot of touchdowns on the ground. When Jimmy G was filling in for Trey Lance before he got hurt with the foot injury, it was a lot of Christian McCaffrey scoring. And they could run a lot into the red zone and get those points there. So limited touchdowns there for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's kind of been what you've seen from him. You play him the right matchups, like we've seen him blow up in games, say, against the Cardinals. And he has those big multiple touchdown yardage games. But pretty much he's been playing off the running game. He's got a high floor but a limited ceiling because of how well the 49ers can move the ball on the ground and sometimes their touchdowns don't come through the air and we've seen Debo Samuel also run in and score here as well so that's why Garoppolo has been kind of curbed as well as his passing volume has been limited because we have a very good defense in San Francisco that's been the case for a while and a good running game they're always going to be balanced be productive on the rushing attack and that's going to limit Jimmy Garoppolo's numbers now the Raiders were a pretty run heavy team last year looking at Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek Carr their numbers as fantasy QBs were pretty similar, well buried in the QB2. So can Jimmy Garoppolo overcome that and put up some numbers here? Well, it helps to have another key weapon in Jacoby Myers. The Myers and Garoppolo, of course, didn't cross over in New England, but they do have a good knowledge of what McDaniels wants to do and execute, and they do have very good support here that says, okay, we might put up some numbers. I just don't see the Raiders just being so run-heavy and leaning on it so much. It was crazy because I think they were protecting their defense. I thought because of their defense, you might see higher volume from Carr, and uh, they really did their best work when Josh Jacobs was leading the league in rushing. So we know that's going to be a baseline for what McDaniels wants to do with the other Josh being such a big factor. He is returning there on the franchise tag for one year on the tender at $10.09 million. So Jacobs locked and loaded to return. There's no way they were going to let him walk after his big year as the NFL rushing and scrimmage yardage leader. So I think it might be a little bit similar for Garoppolo. He's going to facilitate these guys pretty well, and that's what he did with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. Here he gets his trio veterans of Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. So we know I think this is going to benefit Adams a lot because Adams is kind of like go-to guy all over the field. Adams just gets it done with any quarterback. He pretty much transitioned rather smoothly from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr. There's going to be the production here from Devontae Adams. This could actually help Darren Waller a little bit more than Hunter Renfro. Of course, Darren Waller has to stay healthy and on the field and available, and that was the biggest question and maybe what curbed the value of Derek Carr last year. So if Waller's there and available with Adams, these guys, Adams has a very strong history, of course, of scoring touchdowns. Waller has been hit or miss, but he can be a bigger factor there. And Renfro, sneaky, work in the middle of the field, and uh, I think some of the concepts that Josh McDaniels have with the slot and the scoring with Julian Edelman and things that they did in New England will come back to fruition a little bit more. And Myers, uh, remember, he's notoriously a guy that couldn't score, and he got really more involved in the red zone. Big slot, good body, lanky, can move all over the field. So I think based on the nature of this offense, based on that they're not going to be maybe as run-heavy this year, need to open things up and get a little bit more explosive, I think Jimmy G bumps up a little bit. I'm not pushing him into the top 12 as a QB1, but I think he could have his career best finished in a while here in terms of his numbers. So I think maybe QB15, QB14, I think that's in the cards here. A pretty good streamer based on the matchups in a lot of uh, deeper leagues as well as maybe a starter in some deeper leagues. So I think he bumps up for sure. The weapons are just too good. With now Myers in the mix, I mean, three very good receivers and Adams, Renfro, Myers. 
a top tight end. If he's hurt, you got Foster Morrow to help as well, and Josh Jacobs being a very depth re- receiver out of the backfield. So really looking at uh, some good potential there. Now, Devontae Adams, don't worry about him. Again, he's got it done with two quarterbacks there of different styles. Uh, Garoppolo somewhere in the middle. I think he's on par with Carr, so I think you'll get those numbers. Obviously, Adams is not going to have that same relationship he had going back to Fresno State, but again, he didn't have that with Aaron Rodgers and he warmed up. So Adams at least took to this offense really well, and he's going to be treated like that key go-to guy. Now, Hunter Renfro, again, battled through some injuries. He should run pretty well here and be effective. Again, it's going to be tough, though, because Myers has arrived, so that could limit the work that... uh, Renfro gets. I mean, Renfro is a little bit new to this offense. Myers has been in it for longer than he has at this point. So Myers can be a big slot So and a number two. So I think this kind of cuts into Renfro's value. He was really dependent on Derek Carr's connection quite a bit. So Renfro, I'm going to take off the radar as a wide receiver three and uh, drop him more into wide receiver four range. And we'll talk about how Myers' value changes here as well. But Adams, status quo with him. Renfro drops here. Darren Waller should bump up as well. Jimmy G, his favorite to target was George Kittle in San Francisco. They got along famously here, so Jimmy G and Waller should be a pretty nice connection as well. So another reason to bump down Renfro. But Adams steady, Waller up there, and uh, Myers will get to him. And Josh Jacobs, again, maybe a little bit down because they can open up the offense a little bit, a few yardage availabilities that go down for Jacobs, but he could still make up for that in the dump-off passing game there. So, And we're going to say Adams and Jacobs both hold steady and a little bit of changing of the guard with those complementary receivers, Renfro and Waller, with Jimmy G having a little bit more upside now as a QB in fantasy. They're a little bit more usable across uh, the board in leagues here this season based on the weaponry. All right, there you have a look on... uh, Jimmy G and what could happen here with Josh McDaniel's offense. We'll look uh, specifically at Jacoby Myers and what he potentially can do in this offense, playing off the two receivers that are established, Adams and Renfro. We're waiting for an exciting NFL season. It'll be a while. We have to get to September there in 2023 to see these guys take the field. But NBA is warming up here. Down the stretch we go as the playoff picture is coming into focus. We just had a big game last night uh, with Phoenix and Golden State. So these games are going to get bigger and bigger as teams position themselves for the playoff run here. So midway point NBA season come and gone. Perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's bonus bets, ba- bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app there. More uh, details on your screen. So check it out, fanduel.com slash Locked on, where you can make every moment more. So, good stuff here. If you're checking it out and want to get into the action, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained here. Again, it's a, a great website. It's going to be very easy to find your bets that you want to put up on a given NBA night. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance of bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting part of the NBA, as well as the NFL and the Locked On Network. All right, it is uh, time to continue here and look at the free agency 
signings of the Raiders and their impact. We looked at Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, the positive effects overall. Now, we talked about Hunter Renfro maybe taking a hit in his value because Jacoby Myers, again, has made his living as a big slot. He can be on the outside a little bit as well. The versatility is going to be used there. But uh, when you look at Myers, two years ago, he finished in the overall scoring as a wide receiver 33. But when you look at the average per game scoring, a little bit outside the wide receiver three range at 41. Last year was more stabilized. He was the wide receiver 34 in terms of total points scored. When we look at average points, he was well inside the wide receiver threes at 29. So we'll see if we can keep it up. A lot of that came from a few more touchdowns here. Now, when you look at Hollins and Cole, we figure the Raiders are not going to bring back Mock Hollins or... G- Keelan Cole here. So when you look at the numbers, uh, they had a combined 67 receptions for 831 yards and five TDs. Now, where would that put Myers if he picked up that production? That would put him at wide receiver 41, so just outside the wide receiver three. But again, he's going to maybe cut into a little bit what Renfro does. Waller is not necessarily a safe bet to stay healthy. So that would be wide receiver 41, 42 numbers there if... uh, Myers was able to make up for all that production that Hollins and Cole gave them. But keep in mind, he knows his offense backward forward. He should be an upgrade over both these guys and be a little bit more involved with the targets. Again, the 115 vacated targets you can't ignore. I think there should be a trust factor because Garoppolo and Myers know the offense. Garoppolo is new to Renfro, so he's probably going to trust Adams and Waller's bigger bodies here as well as Myers. So, again, Renfro's the guy I'm dumping down, but Myers, I think, can be a pretty solid wide receiver three. Again, Adams, we know, is through the roof wide receiver one. So that uh, is going to keep Myers capped here because he's not the number one by default like he was with the Patriots. He's a clear 2A, 2B with Renfro behind Adams in this offense. So, again, his numbers weren't as big as we thought here as a wide receiver three when you really dig deep and dive into it. But he still can bump up from that and be reliable as a wide receiver three. That's what we're looking for. Somebody consistent out of that spot here that we can trust in our fantasy football lineup. So, again, Myers right on the border there. Wide receiver three is an overall scoring. He's pretty durable, can be pretty active here. So, I think he'll be a key target. Again, someone's got to see lesser snaps or lesser of a key role here. And Renfro might be used a little bit like Julian Edelman where they can put him outside and maybe get him smaller quicker on some bigger corners and use Meyer's size to take advantage of the nickel guys that aren't as big. So some things they will do to create mismatch problems there. That's what the Patriots way was with Josh McDaniels playing to your strengths and exploiting other teams' weaknesses. So they do have some options now between Renfro and Myers. But I I just think Myers is a more talented overall player with this lanky frame. Renfro has been pretty good, but again, a lot of his production in the slot based on what Carr could do, based on not having a lot else. But Adams can come to that, Waller can come to that. Uh, Adams did do that last year, and now you have Myers in the mix here. So do you like Myers more as a wide receiver? Three here, again, I think status quo with uh, some of these guys – but again, it's basically saying that he's going to the same offense from a couple years ago, and we have the precedent for what he can do there. And again, Garoppolo bumping up to potentially, I think, an early career Tom Brady under McDaniels type of numbers, not that uh, 2007 spike, but overall, we're looking at uh, good things here from the two new Raiders, Garoppolo and Myers. All right, we will close the show looking at some other moves that you need to know about here early in free agency that are going to affect fantasy football for you in 2023. It is time for Built Bar March Madness, the 
Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar puff, and now it's time to make a count. Go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'll be voting for Classic Flavor, uh, the double chocolate bar there. And if you want to, your favorite uh, bar to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar puff. And when you vote your favorite bar puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription. That's right, 12 months, a whole year, to Built. And then you can take advantage of those delicious bars. So you can have those Built Best Bars of Puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. you got to try Built. Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. What makes Built Bars and Puffs so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, and cover 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. It's good stuff. So run to Built March Madness right now to vote for your favorite bar puff. Do you like churro? Do you like coconut almond? And you can also pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. It's only at BuiltMarchMadness.com. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on Locked On Fantasy Football, and we'll look at the other offensive-related moves that we want to uh, keep track in fantasy. Raheem Mostert is returning to the Dolphins, so maybe they're investing in him as a bigger back. They have been rumored to go after Dalvin Cook here. They did trade for Jalen Ramsey, the Rams corner, already. So they were thinking about Dalvin Cook, but maybe Raheem Mostert returning changes that a little bit. They could bring back Jeff Wilson Jr. as well. Mostert was pretty productive and healthy there, despite his age and history of knee injuries. He knows the Mike McDaniel offense pretty well. So we'll stay tuned to the Miami backfield. We know last year, first day of free agency, they were on Chase Edmonds, and then Chase Edmonds became an afterthought and eventually was dumped there to Denver and didn't have the value. And it was Mostert and uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. there after coming over in the trade from the 49ers, leading this backfield most here for Miami. So Mostert returning is pretty interesting. We'll see if he's back as kind of a special teams ace, backup running back to someone that such as Cook that they could trade for, or they are trusting him to get the key touches here again for Mike McDaniel. Sam Darnold is going to the 49ers, so they just want to have somebody there just in case Brock Purdy's elbow surgery takes a while. Trey Lance should be fully healed soon from his broken ankle. So you got Sam Darnold as your insurance policy there for Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. So officially, Matt Corral is now left as the only Panthers uh, quarterback there. Baker Mayfield, you know, was released last year and uh, free agent through the Rams. So we'll see what they do, but they have the number one overall pick now. So they're going to move full speed ahead with T.J. Stroud. We'll see what they do with their backup situation. Speaking of the Panthers, they got a... Sneaky addition there and Taylor Heineke out of Old Dominion. Now he is moving on from the Commanders where he was with Ron Rivera and uh, former Panthers offensive guy Scott Turner. Turner's gone. Eric Miami's in. So where does Heineke go? He ends up with a two-year deal in Atlanta. So he's going to back up Desmond Ritter. So he could be a bridge quarterback here replacing Marcus Mariota, who was released, or they can roll with Ritter and make Heineke just a true backup behind him. Similar soul sets, they have some athleticism, can move around. This is a run-heavy team. The Falcons are. They just uh, re-upped on Chris Lindstrom, their offensive lineman. They're trying to get it done here with Caleb McGarry as well, their right tackle. They want to keep that up intact up front with Tyler Algier in the running game. Also, we have mobile quarterbacks there. To help, and Desmond Ritter is right now projected to be a starter. So Heineke, however, two for 20. If Ritter stumbles a little bit, needs a little bit more time to develop, I think you can see Heineke in the lineup for sure for Arthur Smith starting. So interesting move there, but they just needed a backup quarterback of some 
Valuable experience. Heineke has that start a lot of games for the Commanders. So he's on the move here. Two years, $20 million from the Falcons. The Broncos made two big moves, but they didn't have a lot to do splashing-wise offensively. They're waiting for Javante Williams to get healthy. Russell Wilson, they're still locked into his contract with Sean Payton and Joe Lombardi. Jared Judy, Cortland Sutton has been quiet on that front in terms of moving them. But instead, they go out and get uh, two key offensive linemen. Ben Powers, a pretty solid veteran starter for the Ravens. Nothing spectacular there. But Mike McGlinchey, a first-round pick out of Notre Dame, has been pretty solid for the 49ers over the years at right tackle, opposite uh, whether it's uh, Joe Staley or now Trent Williams. McGlinchey has gotten the job done pretty well here. So the Broncos trying to upgrade up front to better protect Wilson, to better run block for Williams and others there. Notable. Now, the Chiefs made a big move as well. They signed Jawan Taylor to big move. Now, I like Jawan Taylor. He's a pretty good right tackle, but the Chiefs are investing him in him as a left tackle that would replace, now, Orlando Brown Jr. We thought he could be a move where they're going to splurge and we're going to get better at the right tackle and upgrade from Andrew Wiley. They did do that with Taylor coming in, but now they're flipping into the left side. So we'll see what goes on. Speaking of a Wiley, he ended up with the commanders and Eric B. Enemy. So they had Charles Leno Jr. left tackle, but they had some issues on the right side. So the commanders should look at uh, Wiley to help there for sure, who played that position for Kansas City there for them opposite Orlando Brown. So let me look there, but the Chiefs definitely going to move on with Jawan Taylor, the former Jaguar, flipping from right to left, replacing Brown there. So that young offensive line still pretty strong here with Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and overall looking at their pop in the middle, very good. So I do like uh, the Chiefs continuing to produce well. Good young tackle with some upside coming off a pretty good year here. The Jaguars offensive line. Big blow to them. they got to figure things out opposite uh, Cam Robinson here. But overall still a pretty good unit for the Jaguars. The Chiefs continue to tweak it and make it strong here. They already have Joe Thune as well on the inside. So between Thune and Smith and Humphrey, very solid there. And you now you get a left tackle. And now they just have to look at how they want to replace Wiley in the lineup on the right side. Now, Titans took a shot at Andre Dillard. He had some promise at one point as the Eagles heir apparent to one uh, Jason Peters and said Jordan Malata from Australia took over and is that main guy now. So the Titans wanted to move on. They might look at him at left tackle because we know that uh, Taylor Lewand was released and he's thinking about retiring or stepping away from the game as well. But bottom line, they need a left tackle. So looking at Dillard, who's got some athleticism and durability issues have really crept in there. So those are really the other offensive moves that happened. You know, we had some other ones that Connor McGovern, the former Cowboy, he lands up with the Bills. We still have Connor McGovern of the Jets. We'll see if they keep him intact to try to keep that offensive line better just in case of Aaron Rodgers. But it's essentially what we're waiting for. Is Aaron Rodgers going to officially sign with the Jets? They were going after Alan Lazard here. And, of course, we want to find out what happens with one, Lamar Jackson, do the Colts or another team sign with a big offer sheet uh, and then the Ravens match that or the Ravens are, are the best team and he gets the right offer from them and goes forward. So still have to watch Lamar Jackson drama play out. Hopefully the Aaron Rodgers kind of uh, melodrama is going to end here before it's uh, too late and uh, we know we can move on. So interesting things there, but we'll have a breakdown for that. There's actually a breakdown to how he fits with the Jets our archives, but when that becomes uh, available and actually official, then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first one every day. Now we'll have more free agency analysis here ahead of 
the weekend on the next show. Now, make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. Damian Parson Keith Sanchez provide in-depth coverage of the biggest NFL draft prospects with deep dives and sleepers and hidden gems that can change your favorite NFL franchise. Find Locked on NFL Draft wherever you get your podcast, just like this show, as well as YouTube. Part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer with a breakdown of the Raiders moves as well as the other early signings in NFL free agency. We'll keep you posted here as we continue our off-season scouting only on Locked on Fantasy Football.